morning, fam. Welcome to Pigeon Post. My name is Michael, and uh, yeah, sometimes these are random thoughts. Sometimes they are um, about a particular subject, and uh, hopefully they're always directing you to God through the Bible. And uh, I wanted to record a little devotional for my family, and I've done this before. Um, It's mainly directed to my immediate family and um, even my extended family to some degree. And uh, I'm just sharing it um, so that other people can, can use it as well. So I found great comfort in the Psalms, like most Christians. And uh, I've just been kind of hanging out in Psalm 25 for a while. So I wanted to uh, try to quote the first three verses, and I might mess it up a little bit, uh, but uh, I, think, I think I've got it mostly memorized. Um, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Let me not be put to shame. Let not my enemies exult over me. Indeed, none who wait for you will be put to shame. They shall be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. That's Psalm 25, 1 through 3. So that first verse, uh, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. I think a lot of times we think of our soul as being just our spirit inside of us um, to the exclusion of our body. Like, I lift up my soul, and that's just this uh, invisible ghost inside of me. Right, But that's not what David is talking about. This is a psalm of David. And David was often running from his enemies. Um, And that was something that he struggled with as to why God allowed that to happen to him. And David is lifting up his soul. That's his whole life. So I think a lot of times in the Old Testament we want to think of uh, even in the New Testament, that word soul, not as being this something to the exclusion of our body and our and our mind, but basically all of our life, which includes whatever trouble or struggles that we're having, that we lift it all up. It's just a beautiful picture. We lift up our whole life and we give it to God. To you, O Lord. And that Lord is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which when we see in the Old Testament is Yahweh. So we can't lift up our soul, we can't give our entire life to a nameless God. I think we um, should be careful, especially when talking to unbelievers, to not only use the word God because people have different definitions of that, but to, like scripture does, identify the God that we're talking about, which is Yahweh. And I don't think we have to use the name Yahweh. I think we have to make it clear 
that we are talking about the Father, right? That gets more specific, the Father. And I think that's going to be a more offensive term moving forward. People aren't going to want to call God Father. And we know that Muslims don't want to call God Father. Um, so when we lift up our soul, we lift it up to God the Father. And as soon as we say God the Father, of course, we mean the entire Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because that is the God of the Bible. So we lift up our soul, and with I think we should always read the Old Testament in light of the New Testament, that when we pray that the Holy Spirit is praying for us deeper than we can even pray, and that Jesus is uh, the mediator by which that prayer is um, existing or being effective or being delivered to God. There's one mediator between God and man. Jesus is that bridge that the reason that our prayer is heard is because we are praying in the name of Jesus. So we lift up our soul and we realize that that involves grace the grace to be able to lift up our soul by the power of the Holy Spirit through the name of Jesus to the Father. It's really beautiful when you start taking a psalm and more or less unfolding it in light of the New Testament and seeing that that psalm cannot exist without the Lord Jesus Christ and his work that he does for us. So we lift up our soul to God and the parallelism of the Psalms is so great because usually the next line explains or goes along with the first line and it says in you or excuse me it says oh my God in you I place my trust so the whole point of giving our life including our troubles our good things or bad things everything that we are we owe to God and we give back to him and that is summed up in placing our trust in God. You know, so we don't hold anything back. We give, David gives his soul, everything that he is, his kingship, his family, his, um, his power, his strength, his weakness, his doubt. He gives it all to God. And I think this is just a great prayer to pray in the morning. Um, to you, oh Yahweh, I lift up my soul. In you, O oh God, I put my trust. And then we see that there's a problem. Um, let me not be put to shame. And I think the kind of shame David is talking about here is not an embarrassment for his own sake, but an embarrassment in, in the fact that he's placing his name in, placing his trust in the name of Yahweh. And so it's a call for God to defend the honor of his own name and we see this in the prayer of Jesus hallowed be thy name make your name holy let your kingdom come let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven let people see it open their eyes to the truth of God the, the sad fact is that we will have enemies that will want to put us to shame um, but we see that those are people that are wantonly or purposely treacherous. 
Um, so don't think of everyone as your enemy, but understand that there will be people. Um, but it's not just the people. See, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against the devil, against spiritual power and wickedness itself. We should want our enemies to come to Christ, and this is why we're told to love our enemies, ultimately. Um, so, while we recognize that there are enemies, that some of those enemies are just sin itself in our own flesh. And um, so this is not a, um, um, a way to uh, villainize everyone around us and think that everyone is our enemy. But to recognize that there is a system, there is a worldview, there is sin, there is flesh, um, there's pride, all of these things that are against God, and even things that we recognize inside of ourselves, as David's later going to say, don't remember the sins of my youth. But there's a great promise in verse 3, and it says, indeed, um, none who none will be ashamed uh, none will be put to shame um, I think it says who put their trust in you um, so there's a promise here that David's prayer is going to be answered that as he puts his whole life in the hands of God that he can be sure that he won't be pushed to shame. Now that's that gets a little complicated, right? Because sometimes we feel that we do lose, or that our prayers um, do, in some sense, not get answered. Oh, here's the I've stopped the car so I can finally read verse three. Indeed, none who wait for you shall be put to shame. So I think that's the key right there, is that there is a waiting that must happen sometimes, um, many times, when we ask God for something, when we're trusting Him. The way that that trust exists is that we have to wait. And sometimes we have to wait for eternity for those prayers to be answered. We pray for healing. It doesn't always happen in this life. We pray for um, our struggles with sin to be overcome, and yet not every one of them although I do believe that the Lord will give us victory over sin in this life, um, we're never going to completely eradicate it uh, from our hearts, from our flesh, rather. Um, so here's the encouragement today, fam. Uh, wait for God. Put your trust in God. Lift up your entire life to God because He will not let you be put to shame. Um, so that's the first three verses of Psalm 25, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll try to be back soon with the next few verses. I'm going to try to to make it through this entire psalm in, in, uh, in some way. So uh, thanks for listening to this fam Devo. Have a nice day.